2: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. There's always a lot to get to. Uh, let's start here. President Biden. Mm-hmm. He's holding this press conference with the president of Finland. A little Q and A time. Oh, uh, where's my card at? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody from the Wall Street Journal, then CNN, and then okay, it's all said and done. And as usual, uh, Joe on his A game, as you can hear right here.
3: Fredrickson of Denmark and uh, the Minister of Cova, the daughter of Ireland, uh, daughter of Ireland. You can tell that's a 40 step on thinking of home, uh, the daughter of Iceland. And, uh, um, and uh, I, uh, I want to say, I think Is Ireland's his home. Apparently so. Yeah. Okay. What was
4: that? <laughs> what was that? That was because his staff didn't properly prepare him, Scott. Obviously, yeah, that's right.
2: As Mika Brzezinski said on Morning Joe yesterday, "Where's the staff? He needs
4: help. He's eighty. Stage management problems. That's what that is."
3: Yes, the, the Minister daughter of Ireland, ah. the daughter of Ireland. You can tell that's a forty-eight. step I'm thinking of home. Okay,
2: Did you say cocaine, daughter. I don't think so. <laughs> Coke, Coke daughter? So more on the cocaine caper from the White House coming up in just a second. All right, before we I get I can't there, go over what I just heard. I'm sorry. I can't.
5: What do you mean you can't? It happens you're, every in day. front of world leaders. And get this, used to it, bro. Prop this guy up and send him out there. It's just the new a normal. a bunch of gibberish.
4: <laughs> Golly.
5: How embarrassing is that?
4: It's a lifelong stutter that didn't appear until three years ago. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
5: Same time the slur appeared.
4: Sure.
2: I think Okay, so yesterday we were going to get some answers, right, from the director of the FBI, Christopher Ray. Yeah. Hold his feet to the fire. Yeah. What did
4: that mean in the end? Nothing. Uh, Representative Matt Gates asked him about the shakedown text from Hunter Biden to a Chinese business partner, where Hunter explicitly mentioned Joe Biden's in the room, and uh, we're going to be very upset if we don't hear from you today. Uh, and this is, again, involving some sort of business deal, and, well... Here was the question and answer from Matt Gaetz, uh, followed by the FBI director, Christopher Wray. OK.
2: Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, director?
0: I'm not going to get into commenting on that.
2: You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you?
5: Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens?
1: Absolutely not. The FBI well, does you won't not answer the que- has no oh, interest on. in protecting anyone. You won't answer the question about policing. whether or not
5: that's a shakedown and everybody knows why you won't answer it.
2: Yeah. Two tiers of justice. I think it was brought up. Hey, yeah. you know, if your name's Trump, you're going to get indicted. It's going to be an investigation. If you're a Biden, I don't know, man. Just, uh, it was still, it's ongoing. We're just looking into a few things. Hey, what about those pipe bombs outside the DNC and RNC headquarters the night before January 6th? Yeah. Nah, ah,
4: hmm. yeah. Impossible to find out who that was. Don't
2: Don't know a whole lot about that. Didn't know a whole lot about Anything that he could really comment on, and some people, you know, had this response of, you know, he came off as just not very smart, Christopher Ray. That wasn't my take at all. No, but he knows how to say whatever he needs to say to get through the day and not say anything about anything. And that's what he did, and that's why so many people are frustrated by it. it. Complete waste of time. It was a waste of time. Yes. And yeah, we know, just, liked, we know just as much now than we did then. I liked what some of the Republicans had to say. Yeah. That was fine. But in the end, was it any more than just theater? No. It, it really didn't seem ah, to be so. Gosh. Damn. I know. I know there are a lot of people. Frustrating. You know, next week, though, we are going to hear from the whistleblowers from the IRS. <laughs> yeah. About the Bidens. That should be interesting. I don't know if legacy media will pay attention to it and cover it they really didn't talk about christopher ray uh going through it yesterday so we'll see what happens there meanwhile
4: what is this story out of seattle david yeah there's this homeless camp in seattle it's been out of control and getting worse every day for a couple months now uh the people who live in a senior citizen apartment complex across the street are getting really ticked off at this Okay. This is in the Highland Park neighborhood. A homeless encampment has been growing for months. It started with a couple of RVs. Now there's at least 15 RVs plus tents and whatnot out there. You got open air drug use. Gunshots are pretty common. In May, someone was murdered there. And the city really still hasn't done anything. And no joke, someone just installed an above ground inflatable pool in the homeless camp. That's called the homeless summer camp.
2: <laughs>
4: it gets a little warm,
2: you know. i got to stay cool, cool off in the it's pool. The, it's the
4: Bum Aquatic Center. It, it's, wow. It, it's remarkable. <laughs>
2: I know this is Seattle, but this is like the learning lesson for the entire country. When you put up with this for so long, it gets crazier and crazier.
4: Yeah. Como News talked to uh, the residents of the senior apartment complex. Uh, here's part of that report. Okay. It's perfect weather for a dip in the new pool at this homeless (laughs) encampment in Seattle or maybe a poolside puff of
0: fentanyl.
3: Someone told me that they've hooked up a hose and filled (laughs) the swimming pool with it. I thought, oh my God, what next?
0: And they ain't paying nothing and stuff like that, but we've got pay to live here.
3: It's not safe. Oh. Please get them
1: out of here.
2: Did you think the murder would change things here?
1: Well, I think everybody thought the murder was going to change things. Oh, my God, there was a homicide on that property. They're really going to come and give us some attention now. And they did it.
4: Oh, my goodness. And the crazy thing is that the cameras were rolling and actually videotaping somebody who was casually lighting up a pipe next to the pool in the homeless camp. It was crazy. <laughs> wow. And, and, and you know, when you have For to... For our ask...
2: friends in Seattle, I'm sorry. I really am, man. It's like, dude, and it's... It was a few years ago. The warning signs were there. Yeah. That this was possible. It could get this bad. But I don't think anybody saw it getting like this, where you've got an actual pool being put up in a homeless camp. Wow. Can you imagine what's swimming around in that water? Oh, gosh.
5: Yeah. yeah! No. <laughs>
2: Well, you, we're going to be hearing about chlorine equity before too long. Right?
4: <laughs> yes. Well, the the mayor sent uh, the frustrated residents who are paying to be there a letter in response saying, we recognize that this has been a long and often frustrating process for residents at Arrowhead Gardens, and we are pleased that we are moving closer to a site resolution. The Unified Care Team is discussing uh, with the Washington State Department of Transportation possible short activation strategies following site resolution to help prevent repopulation. No. What a load of garbage Stop.
5: that is. Yeah. No,
4: what you do is you go in there, weapons hot, and you say, listen, you got three choices. You can leave on your own, you can go to jail, or you can get shot. You're not staying here. That would do it. They're not serious about it. That's the problem. Wow.
2: Okay. Meanwhile, uh, unbelievably... Our Secret Service could not solve the cocaine caper from the White House.
4: Yeah, it's weird. The Secret Service has concluded its investigation into who left the small bag of cocaine at the White House. Uh, they say that they well couldn't really narrow down a suspect. We had a pool of suspects, but at the end of the day, we really couldn't, you know, point out who did it. All this is to me is a confirmation. It was Hunter's blow, man. That's what it was. Well, <laughs> Who had who had no one in the White House cocaine bingo card?
2: Right? <laughs> Dude, if it wasn't him, as we've already said, and they could prove that it wasn't him, they would put forth the proof. Hey, call off the dogs on Hunter Biden on this one. It wasn't him. We have proof he wasn't in this area. Blah, blah, blah. They would throw it out there. They haven't done it. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me, with all of the security around this area, the
4: Secret Service... Can't get any clues on this? No fingerprints on the baggie of Coke? It's, Nothing. It's what they said. They were not able to find any uh, any fingerprints or any DNA or enough DNA evidence to match it against uh, whatever database they have. Who believes that? I, n- nobody. Nobody with two brain cells to rub together believes that.
2: Well, there'll be some contributor to CNN or MSNBC that will go on right. and say, part of right-wing media is just infiltrating this whole thought of we can't trust the FBI and the CIA and it's unfounded. Are you kidding me? How tough is it to crack that case? Well, again, you're telling us all it's that easy.
5: I mean, are you telling people that to get anthrax to that area? Exactly. A ricin or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we'll never know. It's you. Don't worry about it. Okay. Where's the mystery machine when you need it? We need Scooby and the gang to solve this one, this caper.
2: Not only that, again, pipe bombs in front of the DNC and RNC before January 6th, two and a half years ago, still investigating all this, but we've wrapped up the cocaine investigation yeah, right. In the White House in just a couple of weeks. It's no wonder people don't trust the institutions because they constantly
4: lie. It's just part of now, it.
5: How do you just throw that out there and just go, okay, well, all right, nothing to
4: see here. To me, they don't care anymore. To me, this sort of uh, seems like a situation where they found Hunter Biden's stash before, like he's left it in random places. (laughs) The Secret Service just fired a warning shot saying, hey, Joe, get your kid in line at the very we don't love that he's bringing cocaine into the White House. okay? but at the very least, would you tell him to stop leaving it places? Yes, we don't want him to be without it it does no. he's grouchy without right. it.
5: And and, and so Hunter... Take in, better care. Hunter, in his defense, doesn't have any sort of record of being careless about things.
4: No, not <laughs> at all. Only <laughs> firearms, laptops, and drugs. That's, and hookers. Well,
5: hookers, but yeah. besides that... Nah.
4: Okay.
2: Oh, we have an update on a completely different story. But speaking of January 6th, remember the story of Ray Epps? Oh, yeah. His attorney says that Ray is going to be criminally charged. Really? Get to that and much more coming up right here. The Markley, Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp,
4: Scott Robbins. Okay, fill us in on the whole
2: Ray Epps thing, David.
4: Yeah, Ray Epps, he's the guy who was seen multiple times telling people to go into the Capitol ahead of and during the Capitol riot in 2021. He was never charged with a crime, so a lot of us have wondered why. And one of uh, the logical conclusions out there. Is that he'd been an FBI asset either before or after the riot. One of many trying to gin up people, trying to get people to do something illegal. Yes. Uh, Fox News and Tucker Carlson. Because he was adamant. The thing was on the video, he was adamant. You need to go in In, the Capitol.
5: Well, people were yelling, Fed, Fed, Fed. Exactly. Right away, they were like, hey, who, who is this guy?
4: Right. So Fox News and Tucker Carlson are now being sued by Ray Epps for defamation. And in the lawsuit, there's an interesting little tidbit. Epps's lawyer says that the DOJ recently told him that it plans to prosecute him. And they're blaming Tucker Carlson for the potential charges, saying, quote, Finally, in May 2023, the Department of Justice notified Epps that it would seek to charge him criminally for events on January 6, 2021, two and a half years later. The relentless attacks by Fox and Mr. Carlson and the resulting political pressure likely resulted in the criminal charges. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense.
2: So we're to believe this federal judge is saying, OK, we're going to put this in front of a jury. OK. Um, and the only reason they were doing it is because they felt
4: the heat from Tucker yeah. and Fox News. Yeah. Who's not there anymore. Right. Mm hmm. Okay, we don't feel the
2: heat on anything else that Republicans have put pressure on. But with this one, with Ray Apps, it's different.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: This guy
5: Give was encouraging break. people to do what they did. Encouraging yes. a group of jacked up, you know, ready to rock and roll guys. Let's go in there. We need to go in there. We need to go in there. This guy's he's he's right there. It's like. You were the guy driving the car that hit the old lady. We got it on video.
2: I
1: <laughs> mean, it's right there. Yes,
5: everybody saw it. How can I don't understand any of this anymore?
2: Well, there's been so many reports that there were plenty of people either working with the FBI or working for the FBI that were on the ground that day. Now, it's one of the things mm-hmm. that Christopher Ray was questioned about yesterday, the director of the FBI, that didn't have any answers. He was just kind of stonewalling the whole thing. But I remember first. Understanding, excuse me, what happened when it was reported what went on in Michigan, David. Yeah. And because you had people working for the FBI that were a part of actually planning the kidnapping of the governor of Michigan. Mm. And it was sort of, okay, it's the same sort of layout, only this time people going into the Capitol. They wanted to get these people. To break the law to then arrest them. And that's the whole question with Epps all of this time was why was this guy never charged? All these other people were charged. He's on tape. Yeah, oh yeah. Instigating. I
5: I mean I slam dunk, right? Yes, you well, would
4: think. One of the interesting tricks that media is pulling is saying that everybody is blaming him for the riot in general. It's like, well, that's not true.
0: The question is,
4: was he one of many federal assets or agents or somebody working on behalf of the FBI uh, involved in helping to whip up the crowd to do something uh, bad on that day? Well, you know what? I had never heard that before, that people were saying it was all
2: Ray Epps' fault. Yeah. I've never heard anybody say that. No, that's that's insane. Like, the QAnon shaman, you heard the night before. You need to go in? So he got dressed up with the Viking horns (laughs) and everything else, and that's why he was dressed the way he was? It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. No. So here's the other thing. What proof do we have that they're really going to charge him? None. Right. Yeah, I'm not – I just – I don't buy it. Oh, Q and Just a little tip of the cap there. There you go. That's my ringtone. It should be man. It'd be yeah. way cooler if it was. I know would every be... time because you get texts all the time yeah! even during the show. Every time,
5: yeah! <laughs> I could leave my phone on. Then I'd add to the show. See, the content would be
2: great. Please do that. Every Can we t- figure that out, David? Every time Can you hear it. that,
5: you win a prize or something. Yeah.
2: Yes. Uh, At the sound of the shaman. David, as a former news director. Uh, If you don't know this story, David would tell uh, people that worked under him, if you bring me a story that has tips in it, you may get fired.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Some tips. We we don't do tips. I got some tips for you. Okay.
2: Okay, that is a tip of what to do when a red light never turns green. Run the red light. It doesn't say that, but that was going to be one of my tips. (laughs) I mean, that's my only tip. Except the one time you do it. Yeah. Okay, and you didn't see the police officer at 7.30 on a Sunday morning with no one around. No. And your entire family's in the car. Oh, man. (laughs) And you have to say, I don't know what I was thinking. I guess I thought it turned green. Thankfully, I was let go. But no, they say, first of all, you'd pull up a little because a lot of times that trips. Yeah. Another one is flash your high beams. Some traffic signals have cameras or infrared sensors instead and flashing your high beams can sometimes trigger those. Huh? I hadn't heard that before Not me either. See, you learn something every day.
5: Thanks so for the you tips.
2: Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. I know. Like I said, David loves tips. I <laughs> want to uh, yeah. include that. And there's a lot to get to today. Um, <laughs> more proof that scientists lied about the origins of COVID. How much like, more do we need? I know. Like That's there, there wasn't enough already. And there's a piece in the uh, Wall Street Journal today that just said, they're coming for your cars. Make no mistake, they're coming for your cars. Steal those keys out of my cold, (laughs) dead hands, buddy. Get to that much more coming up right here. All right. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Did see this. David Strom wrote about it in hot air. Um, This leaked Slack email exchange proves scientists lied about COVID origins. We're going to have to spend a whole lot of time on this because we already know it. Seen documents like this before. But it's this fake, quote, consensus that Anthony Fauci manufactured that COVID virus escaped into the human population from an animal. Likely at the Wuhan wet market. So, again, this is another piece of evidence that you had scientists that were looking at all the facts when it came to COVID saying, yeah, it was more than likely out of that lab. But as soon as Fauci knew that was the thought, whoa, 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 you're not going to go out with that. Okay. Be a shame if you lost your funding, wouldn't it? And all of a sudden opinions change like this. And then they put out this bogus report. Yeah. (laughs) Leading scientists believe no way it came out of that lab meanwhile the
5: guys that own the wet markets are like going out of business <laughs> nobody will buy from them anymore
4: <laughs> well they killed all the animals there i mean they they yeah, disposed they of all the evidence that, right and we're sitting here going really you're thinking it came from a pangolin that no one can find that's a odd thing yeah all their inventory was destroyed yeah mm-hmm. man oh man all pangolins must go <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah well and and for them, I think it's pretty obvious why they would want to cover it up, not just because of the research facility there, but research facilities doing similar work all around the world. If the American people knew what their government was funding, then we would never stand for it. And a guy like Anthony Fauci remembers even the Obama administration bringing the hammer down on some of the stuff that he was into, that that him and his buddies were doing all over the place, which is one of the reasons why they changed the definition of of gain-of-function research to begin with. Yep. So for them, I mean, it's not just about that lab in Wuhan. It's about an entire industry that is reliant on governments funding them. And if there's enough backlash, that money goes away. Yeah, from this whole story, uh, everybody
2: looks bad. Democrats look bad. Republicans in this look bad. Certainly Fauci and the scientists look bad. And in the end, we were all lied to. But again, we—that's something we already knew. Something that the, not just the American people are being lied to, but the whole world, is how electric vehicles are going to help save the planet. And there's been a lot written lately about this. And there was a piece this morning in the Wall Street Journal. It was from James Freeman. But he's going off a paper written by Mark Mills from the Manhattan Institute called The Impossible Dream. And it's all about electric vehicles. But to Freeman's point, saying they're coming for your cars because they have to, because people are not going to do it on their own. No. And in the end, he said something that hasn't received enough attention is that even if politicians can manage to force all of humanity out of cars with internal combustion engines, it will be extremely hard to meet political emissions targets unless the surviving electric vehicles are small and scarce. Because as we've talked about so many different times, they're less environmentally friendly, not more, because of everything that an electric vehicle needs to make it run. When you're talking about all the minerals involved and the mining for those minerals, no one wants to talk about it. It's kind of frustrating, but I'm glad that he's writing about it. And then he also mentions it's not going to also be easy to get consumers to give up their gasoline-powered cars. He said policies unprecedented in scope and consequence are planned to ban the sale of the type of vehicle that 99% of people use. And that's, of course, the vehicles that we have right now, mm-hmm. unless you already have an electric vehicle. And this, I thought, was interesting. Rights rarely has a government, at least the U.S. government, ban specific products or behaviors that are so widely used or undertaken. Indeed, there have only been two comparably far-reaching bans in U.S. history. Anything come to mind, Scott? Um, Well, catalytic converters? David? Yeah, I'd say the same. They don't mention that. They mention banning booze. (laughs) The 18th Amendment. Oh, yeah, that's true. And... The 1974 law prohibiting driving faster than 55, neither one achieved its goals. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: That's what you're talking about in scope of trying to get people away from gas-powered vehicles. And he also talks about this notion, because to make all this work, people would have to drive smaller vehicles because these batteries weigh so much. Mm -hmm. And again, you need so many minerals that it ends up being worse for the environment. But people want bigger cars more than smaller cars Yeah. if you just look at what's on the road right now. I mean, most are SUVs. Oh, yeah, millions. So you'd have to also convince people, yeah, you want something smaller, too. Yeah. This isn't going to work. And, again, what is supposed to be the goal in the end? Saving the planet, yeah. right? That's the whole thing. No, it's worse for the planet.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I oh, the, wonder when
2: are people going to wake up to that.
4: Well, yeah, but like, the right people stations. are making money. Yes, yeah, the powerful people,
2: yeah, who have money involved in this. Heck yeah, they're they're doing just fine. But it's like this grift going around the world. The more you read about it, Because I remember the first few times, you're like, "Is that true?" Is from everything that we've heard. When you're talking about all the different minerals involved, it's going to end up being worse for the environment in the end. And the more critical study is given to that, it's absolutely
4: true.
5: Yeah, sure is.
4: Have you seen anything different, David? I uh, know. ton. Well, and also, you have to think about the mass influx of slave labor that this leads to. Oh, oh yeah. There's that end of it, too. Very interesting.
2: Where, All right. I, where I buy groceries,
5: they have one of those little UV things. Yeah. I finally saw the first car ever using it yesterday. They got okay. like
2: five of them. <laughs> <laughs> first time. All right, this part of the show, it's time Going around the table. It's not the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention.
4: What's your story today, David? This may be one of the worst flight stories in history. Boo. Yeah, this international journalist named Habib Bata. He's flying on Air France. Uh, He's flying, I guess, uh, from Paris to Toronto. About 10 minutes into the flight, he notices something kind of smelling. He's like, I don't know what that, what is that? He said it's like a manure smell. And apparently he had cats stowed... Uh, under the seat in front of him so he went down to see maybe one of the cats had an accident Uh uh-oh we got to clean this up no the cats were fine but he put his hand down on the on the floor underneath the crate and felt it was wet he didn't know what what is this he gets out a handkerchief and he dabs at it it comes up it's red it's a it was a puddle of blood. Oh, <laughs> that was uh, oh. <laughs> like oh. just <laughs> pooled underneath the seat in front of him. And so according to Air France, they actually said, uh, oh, yeah, that's because there was a patient on a previous flight that had oh. hemorrhaged. There was feces in the blood. Oh. There was, I mean, Oh, it my was... gosh, man. <laughs> and so that person had to be hospitalized, obviously, when it, it had landed in uh, Boston, I guess. And they had blocked off that row for the return flight to Paris, but evidently nobody stopped to check underneath the seat to get the old steam cleaner in there mm. or something. So this guy realized, again, ten minutes into an international flight, that he had a pool of blood in front of him oh, that had come geez. out of somebody's rectum. Uh, okay, not that long ago. All right. I can't. Scott, reco- what's your story? I can't I can't just I'm just going to I'm sorry. I-
2: yeah. Holy smokes, man. Yeah, that's bad news, man. Jeez.
5: Now I'll pass on lunch. Thanks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh
5: This story involves the ESPY Awards, which were on TV last night. Did you guys know that? The ESPN Awards show? I heard about it today. Yeah, it was on, it was on TV last night on yeah. ABC, as a matter of fact. And uh, one of the people who got one of those lifetime achievement things was LeBron James, being the all-time scorer in the National Basketball Association. So he went up and he gave a speech. His family was with him and thanking everybody and the Lakers and blah 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 blah. Then he said, "You know, there's been times I've been pondering, like just giving it up, if I feel like I'm I'm cheating the game at all, that I want to walk away. I don't want to do it anymore." Then he said, "Lucky for you guys, that day is not today. (laughs) He's coming back, buddy. Who saw that coming?" Now, here's the thing. And you were watching it last night, you may be a little confused because when he made that statement, he did it in the NBA native tongue, Chinese. So it was very hard to understand what he was saying at the time.
2: Lucky for you, this guy I'll be back.
5: Yeah. Give yourselves a round of applause. I'm coming back.
2: Yeah. Uh for my story today, uh, our friends in Lincoln, Nebraska may already know about this, but I thought it was very interesting and even thought of David because if you're new to the show David has talked often about going off the grid and he's got a place he'll never give the location
4: it's somewhere uh is it in West Texas or East Texas yeah it's in East Texas somewhere East Texas it's a cabin yeah. where when I need to bug out I'm going to fake my own death and I'll live the rest of my days there well if you're thinking okay maybe I'd do that
2: but I'd rather live somewhere else maybe 50 miles outside Lincoln uh, there's a YouTuber named Andrew Flair. He bought an old nuclear missile silo about 50 miles from Lincoln. His plan was to flip it, and now he's done renovating. So he paid 550 grand for it last year, recently put it on the market for $750,000. Okay, and he says it's an opportunity to own a piece of Cold War history. It was built by the Army Corps of Engineers to withstand a nuke attack. So you have that angle to it, okay? That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Um, it's got just over 1,250 square feet of living space. So, okay, not the biggest, but there's also an unfinished lower level that's the same size. Endless possibilities. Yeah, no kidding.
4: You can get a ping entire, pong table down there.
2: Yes. The entire living space is actually in the old control room where they would have launched the missile you can get to the silo itself through a tunnel the bottom of the silo is filled with water looks like he put a little raft in there to paddle around so you got that for a little activity if you want well there you go (laughs) only one bedroom one bathroom it's a three-quarter bath toilet sink shower no tub you really need a tub it does come furnished with an oven refrigerator and microwave also added some amenities like a foosball table just nice. nice. That's nice. the time where the nuclear attack is taking place, yeah. <laughs> Popcorn machine. <laughs> well. Yes, well. and a big wall to hang all your guns. So you got that too, there David. Go. Yes, and a projector with a big screen. You'll yep. have Wi-Fi, set up Starlink satellite dish if you need that. And it comes with just over six acres of land. So if you're thinking maybe not East Texas or people are onto you there, mm-hmm. you've got this other option.
4: All right, yeah, I'll think about it. A nuke silo in Nebraska. I can't. I can't imagine what's more fun than having a popcorn machine. I can't either. Yeah. Are you referring to where we used to work, where they got a popcorn machine for yeah. the fun committee? Yeah. There was actually something to improve morale. Uh, the geniuses decided to start something called a fun committee, and one of the first acts of fun, yes, was buying a popcorn machine. And you know what
2: my favorite part of the story is? What's that, honestly?
4: How you were finally broken by the whole thing
2: <laughs> the sniff of popcorn finally got to you after you had made the statement i'm
4: never eating that popcorn yeah. well you there, caved there were like roaches in it and stuff because people you didn't st- clean it out you still ate the popcorn it did because i'm a fat slob with little <laughs> self-respect <laughs>
2: yikes <laughs> that was great okay much to get to oh no, the other day we were talking about Larry Nasser. Oh yeah. Horrible human being that stabbed in prison. You know why? Uh, the reason is out now. We will get to that in much more coming up right here. Okay. The Markley Van Camp and
3: Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins
2: goodness gracious on his a game again
3: the, the minister of cobalt's daughter of ireland or daughter of ireland you can tell that's a 40 step i'm thinking of home your home ireland's home
5: well he's irish you
3: know
4: yeah. msnbc is like yeah Stafford probably left a sandbag in his mouth or something <laughs> i don't know all oh, i'm thinking is happy gilmore why don't you go to your home <laughs> okay uh
2: larry nasser He got stabbed in prison. I don't think anybody was feeling too bad, but now more details
4: have come out on this story. The only downside to this is that he's still breathing. Yeah. But he got stabbed multiple times, including, I guess, in the neck, had a punctured lung, all that stuff, while he's in federal lockup. Um, And apparently it was another prisoner who took exception to him making lewd remarks about women in in tennis. Wimbledon was on. Yes. I guess. and, And so he had made some sort of remark about women. And this guy, who had a history of doing the old stabby-stabby, uh, came up behind him and just whoop, shanked him. that now you're not going to talk like that. Not around here.
3: You know,
2: for this guy that sexually assaulted all these gymnasts, all these girls over time, to make that comment? Yeah. I wish there were girls playing. Yeah.
4: Yeah, you kind of have that coming, buddy. Yeah. Uh the inmate was identified by the AP as Shane McMillan. He initially was sent to prison for dealing meth. Then he punched a prison worker in 2006 and then stabbed another prisoner to death in 2011. So he's going to be locked up until like 2046. Wow. But uh that'll probably get extended. I don't know. I think he should get a sentence reduction for trying to take <laughs> out the trash here with Larry Nasser. <laughs>
2: Well, now I understand when you said that guy had a history a little stabby-stabby. Yeah, yeah. He's he's One crafty with a blade. Yes. Uh, saw a story not too far from your old stomping grounds where you grew up in Houston. Um, story of a bridal store closed all of a sudden. Spring, Texas? Oh, yeah. So you got all these brides-to-be that put down deposits oh. on a wedding dress. Jeez. Uh oh! Yeah. Place is out of business. Well, let's look them up on Facebook. No Facebook. No Instagram. Um, local news did a story. Yeah, there were people upset about I it.
3: I spent most of that day last Saturday crying. Their Facebook account
2: went missing. Their Instagram went missing. Their Pinterest went missing,
3: and we're still waiting for the instructions, which we, at this point, know we're not going to get.
2: Well, you know, people are saying, "Well, you can maybe get your money back." better business bureau all that sort of
4: stuff but you're looking at people scrambling now to find dresses in time for their wedding and all that sort of stuff yeah it's kind of like two kicks to these people one they don't have their wedding dress and then two what about the money yes why don't they just open up the store and say
5: have at it
2: go find your dress i don't think they have it scott it's It's an empty store the store's just empty well they didn't pay their rent, they got booted. Oh I know,
5: but this thing there'd be some inventory hanging around. Yeah, because
2: there's honest people everywhere. Okay, I'll just go take my dress and take nothing else. Great idea.
0: <laughs>
2: hey, I'm only here to help. Right? <laughs> this is the Mark Van Camp and Robin
1: show.
0: Are you ready? <laughs>
1: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins.
0: We just become best friends. Yep.
1: Making sense of it all.
0: Oh, I
1: get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. So this is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show.
2: The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you so much for being here.
4: A lot going on. At least a lot of questions. Answers? Not so much. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I think it's fascinating that you have the Secret Service coming out today and saying, you know, we just can't really pin down who left cocaine at the White House. It's weird. Then you should be fired. Yeah, th- things that people could find. Uh, the person who took an envelope from Nancy Pelosi's office during the Capitol riot. Oh, yeah. Uh, the MAGA bomber. Remember that guy, Caesar Sayok, the Florida guy? weirdo who was sending non-functional pipe bombs oh yeah yeah, yeah. no people, idea. yeah they tracked him down pretty quickly yes based off of partial prints and where certain materials were obtained hmm. but uh, we've supposedly come to find out it's that easy to get anthrax into yeah. the white house Oh, well, don't forget they could also find brett Kavanaugh's high school calendar <laughs> with, hand, with handwritten notes on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Unbelievable. Which, which we were led to believe had, like, one date circled. Rape people here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. But yeah. we can't find out who left cocaine at the White House. Hmm. Odd. Uh, any
2: reasonable person is not believing that. Just not.
4: Well, n- how could
2: you? Well, if looked at 500 people, it could have been anybody. This
4: is so... High school, not my bag of weed stuff. Well, except it's not, because when I was in high school, the band director one time smelled weed and found out who had weed in one of their instrument cases within the uh, the class period. Wow. Yeah. Did the band director
2: take it for themselves? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Got to ask the question. I smoked right? it with
4: him after class. Yeah.
2: Of course you did. And what was that song you wrote? I want the lyrics. (laughs) Which one? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, not a lot of
4: answers, but
2: maybe we'll get some more when the whistleblowers testify next week.
4: Yeah. Representative James Comer announced that Biden, the uh, Biden corruption whistleblowers from the IRS will be testifying in Congress next Wednesday. These are IRS officials who claim that their investigation into Hunter Biden was stonewalled by the higher ups. And that they were blocked from pursuing more serious charges against Hunter, while also being told to drop any line of investigation that might lead to Joe Biden.
2: Okay. All right. Now, I just saw up on the monitor, there's a Senator Lindsey Graham mm-hmm. on Fox talking about how Merrick Garland is facing a deadline on the Hunter Biden probe witnesses. Okay. That's fine, I just look at Lindsay, like you're really doing us all just this huge yeah. favor, trying to get to the bottom of this, just public servant, <laughs> just man of the people. Right be me a member of the break. Judiciary
5: committee, though Oh
2: no, I, I, fine. You know, he's the grand Pooopa. Get the something judiciary. done.: Well, I'll try. Yeah, of
5: course.
4: Okay, David, you got a story out of Austin? Dude, okay, so Austin, like many progressive run cities, has been in the grips of a crime wave. Uh, ever since the woke idiots on the city council decided to defund the police and before uh the liberals who hate listen to show try to message in well
5: actually no 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 no, no,
3: no,
4: no. <laughs> no they did defund the police and then they said oh crap that was a bad idea let's put more money back into the police department except it's easy to destroy things it's hard to build them so they had a massive staffing shortage as a result of short-sighted idiotic progressive uh policies Uh, and so they've allocated more money back to the police, but it's going to take a long time to catch up. In the meantime, the governor has sent state troopers in to help patrol the city. There's been a a ton of success with that. But of course the progressive weirdos are out there. You're over policing in in communities of color and blah, blah, Well, where's the crime? Where's the crime happening? Yeah. Who cares what color anyone is? The crime has to stop. Yeah. Uh, But now the city of Austin has suspended the partnership because of a lie that was shared by a local TV news outlet. This was reported by Fox 7 Austin that state troopers pointed guns at a 10-year-old during a traffic stop. And, of course, you know, the intrepid reporter getting answers because she's on your side (laughs) goes and talks to the dad and the (laughs) 10-year-old. All right, roll it.
3: All I hear is yelling right behind me, saying, get back inside the car. And I look back, and I see guns pointed right at me. And I thought they were supposed to protect me. I was terrified. I was shaking. And then I told my dad, I'm like, Dad, they're pointing guns at me. We don't need this crap from our own people that are supposed to be protecting us. There needs to be accountability for the state troopers here in Austin. I don't understand why would they put a gun at a kid that was literally, like, 10 years old and shaking So I'm confused
4: why cops are pointing guns at kids now. Yeah. Okay. Except Fox 7 ran the story. People freaked out. City council says, we're done with this partnership. No, we're not going to. We'd rather have black and brown people get shot. Um, DPS said, hey, look at the body cam footage. And, of course, the Fox 7 reporter shows up. I went seeking answers. And shows up at the headquarters, and they say, hey, yeah, come on in. Well, yeah, that's fine. Here, you want to go look at the uh, at the body cam footage? What actually happened was dad was pulled over because he didn't have a license plate on his car. Pulls in right around the corner from where he lived and pulls into the driveway. Kid jumped out of the car. They're saying he had to go to the bathroom. Okay. Um, the kid jumps out of the car. Uh, troopers drew their guns but the guns stayed pointed towards the ground it wasn't pointed at the kid ever Uh, they raised the guns at the dad because he popped out of the car and starts yelling so pro tip if you're worried about police brutality or violence or you're just paranoid or whatever cops pull you over don't jump out of the car it's a bad idea
3: oh my
2: goodness man Okay, I'm trying to look up something on the fly because that just reminded me that story. So I hadn't heard that story yet. Did anyone see the story of the eight-year-old that carjacked somebody? No. Okay, I got to verify that. Eight. Make sure. Yes. Holy smokes! I'm like, holy smokes.
5: I mean, I'm not surprised. I guess I shouldn't be anyway. Uh, I mean, if you can see over the wheel of a car and push the pedals in front of you, they'll you're yeah, Montgomery, to steal. Alabama. That's it. I just found
4: it. Yeah, yes, eight-year-old is responsible for a carjacking and a vehicle chase. Golly. We got to start him young. Golly. But, yeah, I mean, I I it. Are you telling at, me midnight basketball doesn't work? No. And, and it's also just shame on that television station. Well, yes. Because you now, because you created this panic over something that wasn't true, you're going to get a lot of people hurt. As a result of this, because now you're going to have officers pulling back and reacting to this. So good job. Good job. OK, on your, From side. your yeah. news background, wasn't there the
2: whole thought you're getting into this business to tell the truth, no matter what it is? You wasn't that basically the objective that, or
4: was there brainwashing going on? Then, Well, you got to look out for the, these people here. Well, I, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't know how idealistic it or I don't know if there ever really was a golden age of journalism. But uh, I mean, the Pulitzer Prize is named after a guy who notoriously overinflated the significance of stories in order to support war. I mean, the guy. So but anyway. Yeah. So um you would hope that you would want to get the real story, but instead, no, they say, well, DPS didn't respond to our request for comment, so we decided to run with this story unverified anyway.
2: Unreal. You know, totally switching gears, but this is something else about reporting in general. So we've talked about this movie, Sound of Freedom. Scott, you and I saw it last week mm-hmm. about child sex trafficking, and it's been a huge success at the box office has made over $40 million. Huge surprise, even to the people that made the movie. They didn't think it would be this big. There's been different articles written about it. And then I saw this from David Strom from Hot Air, and he brought up something we've talked about. Left media covering this and calling it QAnon adjacent is really nuts, man. Right, And... You know, as he said, opposing human trafficking is suddenly a partisan issue.
5: Isn't that weird, man? It's so crazy. It's so weird.
2: And he said, I didn't see that coming. No, neither did I. But then again, just a few years ago, opposition to female genital mutilation was a bipartisan issue. Yeah. And now the Democrats are funding and promoting it as gold standard medical care. So, you know, that is true. But I think a lot of people are surprised at the left-wing freakout regarding the success of this movie, Sound of Freedom. It's so strange. Um, I, comparing it, it to All QAnon these examples. All this weird stuff. Yeah. Headlines. Uh, like from the Washington Post. Sound of Freedom is a box office hit whose star embraces QAnon. Rolling nope, Stone. Right. Sound of Freedom is a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. <laughs> goes on and on. Uh, the Guardian. Sound of Freedom, the QAnon-adjacent thriller
4: seducing America.
2: It's nothing to do hmm. with QAnon. QAnon. I'll
4: I'll play their game, and I'm just going to say that every journalist with that take is a pedophile. Or at least pedophile-adjacent. <laughs> no, I... Protective of pedophiles? That mm-hmm. would
5: explain it, David. That would explain it. If you're a pedophile, you wouldn't like this. No. But it, I mean, I, I have no other explanation for this. I don't understand it at all. Well, other than it's... I guess it was kind of marketed under the assumption of faith-based. But again, we saw the movie. I didn't get the faith-based thing either, necessarily. No, my
2: goodness, man. And as Strom points out in his piece, child sex trafficking is a problem. The federal government says it's a problem. The U.N. says it's a problem. The Human Trafficking Institute claims there are 25 million victims of human trafficking right now. And for the left to, like, fight this somehow, like... Well, you can't just say, hey, listen, I don't agree politically with the makers of the movie, whatever, but, you know, this is an important film. That would kill you to say that?
4: That's how divided people are right now? Yeah, because, well, they're diddlers and or diddler adjacent. (laughs) I'm playing by their rules now. I'm assuming that they like diddling kids. Is something, man.
5: There are many atrocities that have been brought to light on the silver screen over the years. Many, many. Yes, and a lot of times it's the it, it, championed. And it, you understand it, right. it. it increases awareness of the issue you may have not been aware of as acutely as you are now. But we couldn't have it with this one. It just blows my mind. I'm just numb to it all now.
2: Yes. Um as we mentioned on a lighter note, uh David as a former news director, he used to tell his staff I don't want any stories with tips. Okay. And I'm also not a big fan of any quote life hack. Yeah, you hack. All right. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of news organizations are out with uh, their top hacks for staying uh, cool. Yeah, I know. You know, during the heat wave this summer. Yeah. Um, you know what one of them is? What's that? To eat ice cream. Drink stuff with ice in it. Okay. Mind
4: blowing announcement there. Yeah. Close windows and curtains to keep cool air in and sunlight out. Yeah. Dang. And here I was thinking that keeping the blinds up and the windows open when it was 104 degrees outside would be the most efficient way to cool my house. <laughs> Sleeping something breathable like cotton. Oh, so so I should not have my Dallas Stars hoodie on when I go to bed at night. Or that wool sweater. Or the wool sweater. Oh, that's yeah. your hairy back. Yeah. You can't do anything about it. got to shave that, too. Yeah, of course.
2: Okay, much to get to Uh America's Illegal Immigrant Crisis, far from over. That and much more coming up. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You heard uh, Biden talk about, hey, this whole catastrophe we had at the U.S. border, it's under control. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks to humane policies and courageousness. Okay. Yeah. New York Post editorial boards uh, don't believe any of that. Uh, border crisis not going away. Of course, we already know that. But they talk about the good news that's being cited. A June drop in the number of migrant encounters with Customs and Border Protection uh, border protection Enforcement still means more than 135,000 crossed illegally. Dang. That includes close to 33,000 gotaways. They were spotted, just not stopped. Something happened to them. anything <laughs> do you think these
5: guys are good at any anything in this administration? Seriously.
2: Good at letting people in. Golly. Um wow. Okay, we've already had more than five million come through, and that's <laughs> a lot of people think that's not the real number. That's a little low. That's the one they're telling you about, yeah. More than that. Um I don't know what is going to happen other than the change of presidents is going to stop this.
4: David, I mean, you hear more about it than any yeah. of us. No, I, I mean, you've got to have... It's not just a president, but a president is a big part of it, obviously. And one thing, too, uh, you got to have Republicans in Congress grow a spine about this and not just give your stupid little speech. But, you know, when Greg Abbott does something like... Uh, I don't know if you saw this. A bunch of libs were whining about it, floating buoys in the Rio Grande. That had yes, netting I saw that. It, so that you can't swim under it. That's the that's the goal. I, I love it. Yes, that's good. Uh, well, it would tell
2: people that know about it because you would make sure that it's well known. Yeah. That you wouldn't even attempt yeah. to swim it. So, and the other people are saying, the people on the left saying, well, that just means more people are going to
4: drown. There right. were just four people that drowned last weekend. Yeah, there were a lot of people that drowned before that. And so tell people, your risk of drowning is very, very high because of this. That's kind of the point of having this barrier in the water. Republicans in Congress, y'all need to step up and start saying, hey, we ought to be reimbursing Texas for the cost of this. Yeah, yeah, you should. Make it national policy. Mm-hmm. Push the issue for crying out loud.
2: Well, they talked about New York City saying, okay, because they called these people asylum seekers. Yep. And it's such a tiny percentage would ever actually get the title asylum seeker. Um, But that's what the left always wants to say, just people coming here illegally. Um, they it, They've made it easy for these people because they have the app. But it's still... Up from 360,000 a year to 522,000 a year. So in New York, they're still getting 2,500, quote, asylum seekers a week. And it goes on to say uh, they've more than doubled the city's shelter population, forcing a build out to 186 facilities and counting. And then saying, when is that going to end? Mr. President.
5: Well, you know, you mock the rest of the country and say, we're a sanctuary city and get your hand up. And when it happens to you, now you start bitching.
2: Yes. It's too bad. You elected these people. Then they're saying the governor there, Hochul, she's not doing anything. Well, no. And then Eric Adams, who used to say sanctuary city, now says, well. Yeah,
5: yeah. Now all of a sudden,
4: not so much. This yeah. is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today would be what oh man, there's a lot to choose from to me. It's that the Secret Service has investigated and found that well, no way of knowing who left cocaine at the White House. no way <laughs> impossible. impossible. jeez, can't be found out. I'm thinking
2: about any cop show right now when you say that of <laughs> you've got the different people on the case going into their boss saying, Well, we just have nothing. We'll find something. we've got to have answers. <laughs> right, right. You got, You're not doing your job. No, like we well, you have no clue how the cocaine got in the White House.
4: The Portly police chief. Just going <laughs> like stamping out cigarette <laughs> after cigarette. <laughs> I want answers, damn it, McCloskey. All right, go get me some now. Oh. In 40 minutes, it's wrapped up. Yep. yep.
2: News update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Inspiring words from Biden today. Ice. No, the Biden clip. <laughs> Goodness gracious.
3: The, the minister of Cova daughter of Ireland. Or daughter of Ireland. You can tell that's a 40 slip. I'm thinking of home.
2: Sharp as a tack. Mm-hmm. What was Joe Scarborough saying? He's got, you know, maybe trouble riding a bike now. And then, but yeah, <laughs> yeah,
4: outside of that, he's awesome. Yeah, yesterday we retreated to MSNBC's Mika Brzezinski blaming Biden's staff for the fact that he's senile. Yes. basic stage management. Come on, people. <laughs> Don't you know you need to let the president of the United States know that there isn't an invisible person waiting to shake his hand? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and then leaves the ghost hanging. Yeah. Today, her less masculine husband, Joe Biden. I'm sorry, Joe Scarborough. I he just pulled the Joe Biden thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, says everything is going great in this country and Republicans are just being big meanies about Joe.
2: OK,
0: I've got to say, Joe Biden, whether you're talking about the economics, whether you're talking about NATO, whatever you're talking about, he's doing a great job. You know, the, uh, Sometimes he has to riding a bike, but Chris oh, Sell does not. as
3: well. OK, don't let's not get started on that. It's called okay. basic
1: stage managing. Right.
4: <clears throat> basic stage managing to make For sure it bike? fall off a bike. <laughs> Who could have prevented that?
2: <laughs> you how? are to be his human training wheels. I, you run alongside that Or b- behind him. Like, with your hand on the I mean, I, on
5: handlebars. What?
4: You, you know, I actually, I heard from somebody who said, you know, as, as Mika and Joe are talking about how terrible it is, that they don't have somebody giving him directions and things like that. Well, one, sometimes they do. But I, I did hear uh, somebody... Uh, or hear from somebody, who made the point, honestly, what's a worse look? Having a foreign dignitary kind of lead him around for the photo ops and things, or having some 20-something staffer always holding his hand? And I'm like, you know, actually having the staffer hold his hand all the time would be a worse look to me. Having it like, would be to me, too. Yeah, that. so of all the bad options the the having you know leaders kind of embarrass the president is actually the least bad dude it's one
2: thing if someone physically is not what they used to be just don't have you know that they stumble a little bit whatever okay to have people around them because you know they're sharp their intelligence their knowledge their leadership all surpasses what you would want in a leader. Yeah, Okay, so physically he's not quite there like he used to be. That happens to a lot of different people. That's cool. Dude, that's not the case with this guy. It's everything. You can tell. Scott, you and I personally know people that are 80 and above. Yeah. They could run circles around that guy. Oh, yeah. I mean as far as just carrying on a conversation and not getting lost and forgetting about who you're talking about and
3: changing, things like uh, well you saw her.
2: Yeah. Yes. Forgetting if someone's alive or dead when you just saw a video of this woman that is now dead and you ask where she is. That's what you're talking about with this dude. Golly. I mean <laughs> uh, imagine if Yeah, I imagine it.
5: Wow, starting the car in the winter. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Book when he governor and when he be pre K the pre care <laughs> Yeah, that thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, one more. I just like when he just quits. Ah, anyway, you know. If it
3: holds near and dear to you that you uh, um like to be able to anyway. oh,
2: You know what? I hadn't thought about this in a while. Remember when he was running in twenty twenty and no one really thought he had a chance to win? But he was doing the interview on TV, and I think it was Nicole Wallace, and there were like interruptions happening between the two. And then she says, No, 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 go ahead. And he goes, I better not. And he just looked defeated. Yeah, he did. I remember that
4: was one of the few times on the show. That was that. There is exactly one moment I felt bad for Joe Biden. That was was it. Because in that moment, He reminded me of my grandfather when he was still alive after he had had a a debilitating stroke. Yes. Right.
2: And then all of a sudden it's like, well, this this isn't so much a situation now where you need to feel sorry for this person. There's so much power involved. And then the speeches that he gives dividing people and does it on purpose. It's despicable. Well... When you think about a seventh grandchild, all this stuff, mm-hmm. this person that the left still says, that well, this is who he is. He's a family guy. Just good, hard-working Joe. I
5: mean, this isn't the guy the family has that stays at work at the hardware store putting nails away all day. I mean, this is the president of the United States.
4: I mean, you can't... I mean... <laughs> Are you sure these are exterior nails and not drywall nails? It's all right. Gramps got confused. Um, (laughs) Yeah,
5: it's it's okay. I'll I'll sort this out. We'll figure it out, right?
2: Yeah.
4: okay.
5: Again, there's a... Ah, jeez. I
2: know. All right, moving on. Oh, I wanted to tell you about this piece. This is pretty much switching gears, sort of. Washington Examiner. The headline, I admit it. It was clickbait, and I was a victim. I clicked on it. Because it just said, the P tape versus the bribe tape. Oh, well. What are we talking about here? Well, there's growing frustration about the FBI's apparent reluctance to investigate an allegation from a trusted bureau confidential source that Joe Biden accepted a multi-million dollar bribe when he was vice president. And you're talking about Burisma, Ukraine, and the allegation there's like 15, 17 different recorded conversations, two with Joe and the rest with Hunter Biden. And where is the FBI on all of that? Why aren't they investigating because nothing's happening. And so, in this whole piece, they're comparing the bribe tape, the alleged bribe tape, saying, okay, maybe they exist, maybe they don't, but it doesn't seem like the FBI's trying to get to the bottom of it. No. Now, if you go back to Trump's P tape, oh, they were all in on that entire thing. As it says in 2016, the now famous Steele dossier alleged that Russian intelligence had a video of private citizen Donald Trump a few years earlier in a room at Moscow's Ritz-Carlton Hotel watching his two prostitutes performed a, you know... I got it. The golden... Yeah, yeah. ...thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The alleged video became known among Trump-Russia aficionados as the P tape. The FBI tried desperately to confirm the existence of the tape. It could not be confirmed. Said the story seemed to come... From just gossip and joking, with the original source being Charles Dolan, an American public relations man with ties to Bill and Hillary Clinton. Right. And you know the rest of the story. Yep. But it was this, you know, sort of thing with the FBI trying everything to keep that in the air as long as they could and get people to believe that there was a P tape. And there's still a lot of people in this country that believe there's absolutely a P tape. Sure. So you have that with the FBI all in, but not a whole lot of enthusiasm Uh, somebody says they got audio recordings of joe biden with this person in ukraine and millions of dollars coming into the bidens and all these you know different llcs this money is coming in and then going to biden family members ah don't have much interest in looking into that
5: lack of curiosity is stunning
2: it really is okay david you got a story about
4: cnn yeah, this is hilarious and frustrating to me, at least, all at once. Okay. So CNN ran this story about a tomato shortage in India. It's a big deal in okay. India. Tomatoes are a key ingredient in Indian food, and the price of tomatoes has gone up 400% because of a shortage. That's okay. shocking. So why is it happening? Well, according to CNN, uh, a driving factor behind the current shortage of tomatoes is extreme weather associated with climate change. Uh-oh. A study published A study published said heat waves in India are putting unprecedented burdens on India's agriculture, stalling efforts to reach its development goals. What actually happened here? It's a 30-second yeah. Google search away to actually find out what happened. It wasn't anything to do with a heat wave or anything else. Uh, in May, a bunch of farmers went to market to sell their tomatoes, and the price of tomatoes, they found out, had completely crashed. So... This was because of oversupply and bad governmental policy, so in protest, farmers dumped out a bunch of tomatoes uh okay. and because they were losing money. it right. was just it's not just breaking even i mean they're they're decimated by this stuff, so they protested. Well, what happens when you throw out a bunch of tomatoes? Well, it takes a while for another tomato crop to come in, mm-hmm. so they created a shortage that's part of the protest. And also there was some virus that hit like 90% of the tomato crop that did make it to market. Prices are going to stabilize in a couple of weeks when the new crop comes in. Had nothing to do with climate change, nothing to do with the weather. It was a protest that caused this. And so now there's a 400% jump in the cost of tomatoes. But CNN is so brain dead that they took an activist word for it and said, oh, yeah, it was because it got hot in India. Because, it, you know, it never gets hot in India. I don't know if you knew that. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) They do this stuff all the time. They lie. Mm -hmm. They straight up lie all the time about this stuff. That is frustrating. You
5: got to grow your own tomatoes, man. (laughs) Yeah. Like you've ever done it. Hey, could I... I, Okay, quick story. Uh Uh-oh. Growing up, I grew up in a farmhouse in a very, very small town, right? Yeah. Central part of Illinois. The house we bought was an old house. In the back of the house, there was an old... Um, outdoor toilet. Yeah. Right? The outdoor toilet was torn down. There was a small patch of land there. My dad grew tomatoes the size of hubcaps because of what was underneath. He swore. Yeah.
4: The fertilizer was homegrown, baby. (laughs) Yes. Grandpa's poop wound up on your dinner plate. But they were
5: huge. They were just
4: giant tomatoes. But you didn't grow
5: them.
2: No, my dad did. No, no. I didn't grow anything. (laughs) (laughs) You know... Speaking of your childhood, Robbins. Yes. Just anything about you, I saw this story and I thought of you uh-huh. because it's one of those things you'll always say is one of your greatest fears. Did you see the story? Of this plastic surgeon in Ohio just lost her license for live streaming her surgeries on TikTok. Yeah, uh,
5: yeah, you can no, that's horrendous. But
2: <laughs> anytime you're somewhere in the hospital, or something that's what yeah, you're, you're afraid you're of. Incapacitated <laughs> and, and you're
5: lying there and they're gutting you like a fish. And everybody is streaming, watching it. Or taking pictures and making yeah. fun. I, I was
2: worried about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. Gosh dang. I, I just it's tra- not funny that when someone would do it, that you have this fear of it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I just remember here getting a message the first time I ever heard you talk about that fear of going under the knife and someone just makes fun of the size of your ween or something like that. Right, yes, yes. And there was a guy who emailed in, and I never knew if he was legit or not, but he goes... Hi, surgeon here. Scott's right. We're always <laughs> making fun of how people look. I
2: know. I know. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you know, if you're in that profession, we're not going to say who you are. Do you make fun of people when they're out sleeping during a surgery? Just curious. It would be something to pass the time. Hit Robins on Facebook for yeah. that. Okay.
5: Gosh, I don't even know if I want to know.
2: Confirming <laughs> my greatest fears. <laughs> Okay, much more to get to. Um, well, the IRS whistleblowers are going to testify next week. That's good news. Let's get to that much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Apparently, climate czar John Kerry is not happy.
4: Mm-hmm. Is People he are pointing happy? out his
2: hypocrisy, saying, hey, fly private all the time. What do you think about that as far as carbon footprint, buddy? Well, he doesn't. But he's had enough of that talk. Okay.
0: Here's what he had to say. I just don't agree with your facts, which began with the presentation Uh, of one of the most outrageously persistent lies that I hear, which is this private jet. We don't own a private jet. I don't own a private jet. I personally have never owned a private jet. And obviously, it's pretty stupid to talk about coming in a private jet from the State Department up here. It just honestly, if that's where you want to go, go there.
4: Okay. Did, well, that's not true. N- not everybody who flies in a private jet owns said private jet. That's not. The thing well, is that you own a private jet, is it? Uh, unless that's how the, the question was framed. I didn't hear the question, but no, it's that you, you don't always fly commercial. And it seems like that's pretty wasteful, isn't it?
5: His family owns a Gulfstream. Okay he personally doesn't <laughs> Seriously, the plane belongs to something called Flying Squirrel LLC. It's a charter company owned by Kerry's wife Teresa. Uh everybody else says Teresa. Teresa Hines Kerry in which John reportedly owns more than a million dollar stake on his most recent financial disclosure.
4: I don't own shut one. up. I just I just uh rent it from my wife. From your wife? Okay. Well, and the family jet,
2: according to this, has emitted over three hundred metric tons of carbon dioxide since the Biden administration began. Yeah, that's from federal data. Yep. How dare you? I've never personally owned. Yeah, a I got to tell you, the a L- private jet. It's the family's. The LLC <laughs> makes it got, so
5: different. LLC's got kind of a cool name, though. Flying Squirrel LLC. I like that. <laughs> Those Things are evil, man. <laughs> so it does fit. Okay. Gee whiz. Taraz said, you have the keys to the jet.
2: <laughs>
5: yeah, this guy.
2: Okay. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you were celebrating. Today is International Rock Day.
5: Hmm.
4: Do you know that? Is that like rock, for, for rock and roll or rock as in a rock? A rock. Okay. Not rock and roll. A rock? Just a
2: rock. Oh, There's, a rock. Okay. Yes. Did you ever have a pet rock when you were a kid, 70s boy? No. Did you know anybody that did? Yes. It was a big fad. That was, well, at least 10 years before you were born, David. Yeah. You survived that one. I
5: remember finding pieces of rock that were cool,
2: like on creek beds and things. Yeah. Did you save them? Are they in boxes, I, too, taking up no, space that you're paying for I somewhere? I did for a while, and okay. I moved on. I uh, saw that Anthony Michael Hall was in the news. That doesn't happen so much anymore. No. For what? What do you do? Well, He's a proud new papa. Oh. And they named the kid uh, Michael Anthony Hall. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good.
4: I thought that was hilarious. Oh, well, okay. Um, Hang. Hey, is that his first what? kid, or they just had the first kid together? I think that's the first kid with this wife. I don't know. Maybe with the previous wife. I'm not quite sure. It's got to be. doesn't say in the story. If, you're right? a, if you were a first-time father at 55, that sounds exhausting. Well, his wife is 32. Oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, Jeff, of course. Yeah,
2: of
5: course. Yes.
2: Yes. So he's it. Wow. That that does sound exhausting when you think about it. Starting all over at this oh,
5: point. Oh, God.
2: who, buddy. Yeah, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
0: Are you ready?
1: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robin.
0: We just become best friends. Yep.
1: Making sense of it all.
0: Now oh,
1: I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
2: The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, a couple of things we got to get to in a sec. First, um, as far as the scandals with the Biden family, yeah, we have the word of someone at CNN that they're not going to shy away from these things, and
4: you can take this person at their word. Oh, of course you can, because you know, uh, in a different era, we might say the walls are closing in. You've got whistleblowers mm. out there saying that. Uh, Hunter and Joe Biden were involved in uh, business deals that potentially were corrupt. And the federal government uh, at every turn tried to dissuade them from pulling at the threads of this scandal, of these Mm -hmm. allegations. Well, CNN's Jake Tapper, I'll tell you. He says he's not afraid to cover Hunter and Joe Biden corruption stories. This was on the Kara Swisher podcast. Okay.
1: Hunter Biden is who he is. It's pretty clear who he is. In addition to being an addict, he's a guy who ethically has, there have been questions raised about his behavior, and I think it's worth covering. It's also worth covering in context. Questions raised? No, they've been answered. right. We know who he is, bro. What are you talking about? (laughs) The context of everything that's being said uh in ter- in terms of like how fact based any of it is or how evidence based any of it is but uh I don't I'm not going to shy away from covering Hunter Biden he is the president's son and has yep. made a lot of money being the president's son
4: now this is the same Jake Tapper who said this about the woman who fathered one of Hunter's children the one that Hunter and Joe refused to recognize earlier this week okay there's a part 2 to find Jake
2: yes this guy, and I'll tell you what I'm thinking as I hear all of this in a second, but go ahead.
1: And, and we should point out, just for the sake of fairness, that Navy's mom, uh, Hunt, uh, who, you know, had the in, uh, incident with Hunter that resulted in this in this beautiful child, uh, she has uh, been caught up in some far-right folks. The incident. Yeah.
5: W- what... <laughs> What does that? Why does that have any bearing on what yeah. is currently going on?
4: Yeah, I, I don't really know. Well,
5: why does her political
4: affiliation have anything to do with any of this? Well, and it's not really even a political affiliation. I mean, the the the, the thing is, apparently, in fairness, one a month long relationship is considered an incident. Yeah. And then two, <laughs> in addition to speaking to the New York Times, this woman spoke to a right wing YouTuber. So just so you know, okay. So what? <laughs> what does that have to do with
5: anything? <laughs> Why are you even throwing that out there? To create suspicion that it's just nothing but political motivation. Yeah. She's got a baby. You fathered the baby. Dopey. You know. It's your job to take care of the baby. It's also dad, your grandpa's job to at least acknowledge.
2: Not only that. David's brought this up before. She was on Hunter's insurance. Yeah. Yeah. The mom. Yeah. It's really something. And I've heard different people talk about class warfare with this whole thing. Because, well, she was a stripper, and uh, they don't really want that out there too much. Mm-hmm. Well, forget all the prostitutes Hunter was also with. Okay, that's a step up on the totem pole, you would have to say. And all of a sudden, oh, we can't talk about that it was an incident. No, man, that was a relationship. That might have been short. But I don't know why you're pussyfooting around it if you're Jake Tapper. But then again... <laughs> He's the same guy that said, uh, I won't be any part of anything with RFK Jr. Uh, because he is all about conspiracy theories. The guy's running for president. He's pulling at like 20%. You're a journalist.
4: You tell me, David, isn't that his job? I, I would think, yeah. And if you don't like some of the crankery that, that RFK Jr. puts out there, then then confront him on it
2: absolutely is I mean, that the game? why not
4: it's not your job to protect viewers from views that you personally find objectionable what a joke guy is okay and you had an update on something else oh, too, man baby. we talked about this sb 14 it's a bill in california that would increase the penalties for people who have been convicted for uh trafficking human trafficking Especially minors, and that, that the, initially, there was a bill that covered all human traffickers, but apparently that wasn't good enough. so so then a Republican senator, state senator uh, decided to narrow it down to okay, we're talking about kids, child traffickers. Yes, it's going to be upgraded to a serious felony where you can go to prison for a long time. and then it, it, under the terms of this bill, if you get busted three times doing it, again, trafficking children. Then you are no longer eligible for early release. Uh, so you're 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 sen- you're going to be in prison for the full term that you are sentenced to. You would think everybody can understand that. Right? Yes. Yeah. Three times you get busted. Three times, sex trafficking children. You you go to Bipartisan, prison. Bipartisan, easy for the rest of your life. Okay. Yes. You're you're gone. Lock you away. Throw away the key. But right. no. Uh, even though it enjoyed bipartisan support in the state Senate when it moved over to the state assembly, the House, essentially, um, it died in committee. It was blocked in committee. No Democrats would even vote on it. Now, they're trying to force it through to a floor vote, and I thought this was pretty uh, a very interesting and telling exchange here uh, okay. where you have Assemblyman Heath Flora, a Republican, talking about this bill. And after he's done giving his speech, a Democrat, Isaac Bryan, comes up and says, Hey, you can't say that about us. That's not fair. Here's the clip.
0: Partisan issue. This is an issue we can all work on together. Colleagues, today we have a choice to make. You can choose a team. Pick pedophiles or children.
3: Point of
2: order. It is against the rules of this body to disparage members of this body personally suggesting that members of this body support human trafficking in any such form is doing such.
4: Um, You are supporting human trafficking. I was going to
5: say, of course you are, yeah. Disparage, you're doing it. Yeah. What do you mean? Don't accuse us of doing something we're doing. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Just let us do it
2: and not call us out on it. Right. There's been a number of people wondering, what is the deal there? Thinking, okay, can't we find common ground there? Protecting kids? You would think so. Apparently
4: not. What is the biggest talking point they have against it? The only one that I've heard from is left-wing activist groups, and they say, well, this would do little to dissuade people from taking part in it, which I think is, that's bunk, that's bogus, that's stupid. I agree with you. But even setting that aside, forget about uh, any sort of heading this off before it happens. Punishment, it's punishing is people. the point. Yes, you should punish people, especially if they are engaged in the trafficking of children. And you don't want them back on the street. Wow, man.
2: Okay, switching gears. Uh, the or Scott earlier you brought up the ESPYS, the ESPN awards. The ESPN awards. I mean, yes, I forgot it was on. It's been covered quite a bit. The emotional moment from last night was Damar Hamlin. Yeah. Uh giving out the award um what is it the pat tillman award for service is what it's called um here's just a little clip of that please welcome this year's recipient of the pat tillman award for service the training staff of the buffalo bills so that's DeMar. You that you know, the giving that to the bills that uh, they saved his life No, well, while they did yeah on okay. national tv we'll never forget watching no. that. and i thought this was pretty cool
3: okay my name is nate Bresky. I'm the Head Athletic Trainer for the Buffalo Bills. By the grace of God and divine intervention, we had the best outcome we could have prayed for or imagined. DeMar, first and foremost, thank you for staying alive, brother. <laughs> thank you. I thought that was the response to DeMar's injury was able to bring our nation together for a moment and show the world the power of prayer. Let's remember that feeling of unity and use it to make sure we can save the next life, too. It's nice. Very nice. Okay. All right.
2: I could have been the only one thinking when I'm looking at that story. Did we ever really hear definitively what caused the cardiac arrest
4: of DeMar Hamlin?
5: Wasn't there some sort of...
4: DeMar, DeMar himself said it was the commotio cordis or whatever back in April. And... There have been medical experts say that's absolutely what happened. I mean that that's what he said. The doctors told him. So, yeah. I mean, again, unless you were directly involved with it, I mean, you kind of have to take somebody's word for it, or or not. It's up to you. Okay. So if you go along that line,
2: doesn't that scare the crap out of you if you're playing football or anywhere where you could? Because that was not a massive direct blow to the chest, like you see. No you know, some other hits.
5: Some rhythmic thing with the heart that is like one in a, you know, two million or something, and this could happen. I mean, it was astronomical, the odds of it being directly at the right spot at the right time to cause that. It's almost, you know, it's near impossible. Do you believe that's what happened? Uh, Do I believe that's what happened? I'm just asking
2: you personally. You don't have to answer
5: if you don't want Uh, to. I don't, I mean, at first I thought there was something more to it. But now I'm not so sure. Just I'm skeptical. I mean, because of the... I don't know anything definitively. I know, because everybody was vaccinated, and there was that issue that came up. Yeah.
2: And you've read different things from different mm-hmm. countries, and more and more information about vaccine injury. Yeah. Next thing you know, Jake Tapper's not going to talk to me because I'm peddling in conspiracy <laughs> theories <laughs> like RFK Jr. Cancel the interview with Judy I don't Markley. know it, but yeah. how can you uh-huh. not have questions in your mind about things like that?
5: Well, I think you do, a, particularly with an athlete. Yeah. I mean, almost perfect physical condition. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Oh, update on something else. We had the story earlier about this plastic surgeon in Ohio who had live stream procedures on TikTok, banned from practicing medicine there. And then we asked the question, hey, this is Robin's worst fear as far as, you know, being out, anesthesia, whatever, and then the staff making fun of you. Yes. When we asked people in the field, you can be anonymous, does that happen?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: and a couple of responses both said of course they do <laughs>
5: <laughs> now again that's not a big sample size however i am saying it's 100 percent of the people that responded said yes they do gotcha
4: that's what you figure it's your worst fear you mm.
5: know you want them to be loose in there right i mean you want them to well, be
4: well and you're blowing off steam i mean i there have been times when you know someone was caught uh, excuse me caught on hidden camera or something saying something inappropriate about a patient and when those stories come out depending on what was done i mean obviously if there's some sort of assault or non-consensual filming or something like that that's a problem but I, i mean yeah people in the medical field people in law enforcement people with high stress jobs like that they blow off steam they say things that they would never say in public right well, and
2: for clarity's sake, with this plastic surgeon, where we started the conversation, yeah, the deal wasn't so much her making fun of patients. Uh, well, the board there said she lost her license because she neglected her patients as she live-streamed parts of their procedures, spoke into a camera, and answered viewer questions, all while the surgeries were taking oh, place. Oh,
5: see, see, now, now you've really jumped the shark here. <laughs> You're taking questions.
2: yes. So they said three patients suffered severe complications and needed intense oh. medical care after she operated on them because they thought she was paying more attention to the live stream and the questions than the actual surgery. That's a bit of a problem there. Who thought this was a good idea? I mean. Well, a lot of followers.
5: Well, there's nothing wrong with it. Who's going to do it. Isn't there like some law that would prohibit you from doing that?
2: I think that's what they're talking maybe about. Maybe you get
5: the written consent of the person that's knocked out while you're fixing their face. I
2: don't know. Yeah. She was known as Dr. Roxy. <laughs> Online, mm. yes. Oh boy, Roxy plastic surgery yeah. to her many TikTok followers. Oh gosh. So there you go. Okay, David, we still got to get to that story of LA punishing a business owner for the American flag. What is this all about? That and much more coming up. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before we get to that LA story, quick update on something. Mm-hmm. Just remember this. We were talking about DeMar Hamlin and this nice moment at the Espies last night when he awarded the Buffalo Bills medical staff after he nearly died on the field yeah. this past January. Talking about, okay, how did it even happen? You know, and you always wonder, and I'm just speaking for myself. There's something to do with the vaccine because you've right. read about these other injuries, and I was thinking there was something there. But he had said it was. What was it, David? Uh, Comotio Cordis or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yes. Where it's just like this once in a million sort of thing where the heart's disrupted. This was what I was thinking of. There was a 2021 paper in the European Heart Journal. And this was about rugby players. The long story short is this, that you have the risk of lethal arrhythmias following blunt chest trauma. If you have myocarditis, mm-hmm. your chances of it goes up. So that doesn't mean that the vaccine would have caused it. What this paper would suggest is it may make it more possible. And again, man, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what the truth is with anything. Right. But that was the paper. I couldn't quite remember where it was from, and I just found it. That's where that was from. So that doesn't mean that that's going to happen. But with everything you found out about, vaccine injury over the last couple of years at least for me i'm always
4: wondering what's the truth and what's not Uh who knows now this story out of la this has to do with the american flag what's the deal yeah the city is finding this business owner uh for having a sign and an american flag out while a homeless encampment is just down the street and they're not doing anything about it (laughs) uh the guy's name is eric air He was on Fox News saying that code enforcement fined him for a small A-frame sign that was an inch too close to city property. He's disputing that. He's saying, no, it's the property owner's property, but apparently it was too close to the buffer zone or something like that. An inch? Yeah, they also went after him because he has an American flag hanging outside of his shop. They said that was an unauthorized flat banner. So, (laughs) So meanwhile, again, okay. there's a homeless encampment down the street that the city hasn't done squat about. All right, roll it.
3: I'm kind of pissed off because it's uh, it's <laughs> ongoing battle with them for kind of forever. So, And when I complain about the homeless situation and other uh, problems, they never care. So they
0: can get to my shop the same day in a couple minutes, but they cannot go and actually uh-huh. deal with something else down the street.
2: Where are we, man? So frustrated. <sighs> it's going to be okay, Scott. It'll be alright. I don't know, man. I want to believe that. One way or another. Hey, yeah. lighter topic. Did you see this? I know you're not an Amazon person, you don't order stuff there. Apparently the item this year, the big hot item was cat treats. Oh. Mm. You're just talking about your little kitty cats and their treats. Well, they like them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your uh, favorite treat to get the cats?
5: I like. Scott? They like people those long, uh, like almost they look like little sticks, but they're they're flavored like tuna flavored or whatever. This
4: is for all the lonely people. The <laughs>
2: wow, man.
5: Hey,
4: they, they like for, those. Of course they do.
2: This is the Markley Van
4: Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David. Biggest story of the day. I'm sorry. I'm obsessed with this. You're telling me that somebody left a baggie of cocaine at the White House, and the Secret Service is going, you know what? We gave it a week and a half, and we can't, we don't know. We just we'll never know who left a baggie of cocaine at the White
2: House. Honestly, if you're making the case that's the biggest story of the day, and I wanted to support you in that case, I could honestly say it is the biggest story because if you can't solve that, right. what can we solve? Really? Right. You're telling me we're shutting it down. No leads, nothing. 500 maybe people of interest. They just can't nail it down. How about drug test, everybody? Oh, I couldn't do that. See who tests positive for Coke. All right, news update. And the Scott Robbins trifecta next. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Got the Scott Robbins trifecta coming up in just a few It's a frustrating day yesterday, Mm -hmm. at least for a lot of Americans, expecting some answers from FBI Director Christopher Wray. I mean, he doesn't know much of what's going on or can't comment, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whether it's the Biden family corruption, the pipe bombs January 5th going into the 6th, any number of different topics. Yeah. But next week, the IRS whistleblowers are going to be testifying on the alleged Biden family influence peddling scheme. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not getting my hopes up for anything, but I think that's a good thing, isn't it? Well, sure. Yeah. David? Yeah?
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll make for great TV. I
2: mean. Well, yeah, I think it will be another case of how does legacy media just ignore that? I'm sure they will. But I mean, you oh. have these people testifying. How can you ignore to- that? No. I mean, at any other time in our country's history, this would have
4: been the biggest story out there. Oh yeah, if this had to do with malfeasance in the Trump, if if uh, this had to do with malfeasance in the Trump administration, CNN would have the countdown clock up. There's no doubt. Oh yeah. So all of that's
2: pretty frustrating. Um, something else going on today. Uh, Climate envoy John Kerry is very upset. <laughs> yes. That. You would bring into question his use of a private jet Mm -hmm. because he's so concerned about the climate. And you're like, hey, man, there's hundreds of metric tons of carbon coming out of that private plane that you fly around in. Yes. Everywhere. He wants you to know he's had it with
0: that because that's a lie. I just don't agree with your facts, which began with the presentation of one of the most outrageously persistent lies that I hear, which is this private jet. We don't own a private jet. I don't own a private jet. I personally have never owned a private jet. And obviously, it's pretty stupid to talk about coming in a private jet from the State Department up here. It just honestly, if that's where you want to go, go there.
4: I'm, I'm pretty sure no one, was, uh, no one was suggesting that John Kerry flew private from the State Department to Capitol Hill. No. And I don't think the
2: whole point was you own a private jet. It was how often you use a private yeah. jet. Yeah. So he's saying, not mine. Well, what would you say, Scott? The family's
5: jet. No, well, yeah, the <laughs> Teresa and the Heinz family fortune flying a squirrel LLC. That's you didn't make th- that up. That's-, no, that's absolutely true. And that's the, the plane is licensed. Of course it is. Okay. So technically speaking, when John goes, I don't own a plane, well he doesn't. His wife does.
2: <laughs> that is some nerve. Hey, isn't that to something? Speak that kind of BS. Yeah, knowing well it's not mine personally. I don't personally own one, but this <laughs> is the family. I mean I'm part owner of that way, but that doesn't what? That doesn't count? Okay. Yeah. Same guy the other day said, you know, this whole thing, this war in Ukraine, I mean, yeah, we got to do it. But, boy, it's terrible for the climate. Oh, yeah, it is. Completely. But I can't stop flying private. What, you want me to fly with the rest of you, Jamokes? I can't do that. Do you know who the frick I am? I'm John Kerry.
4: You know, I like how he and Bill Gates talk about uh, paying for carbon capture technology. Yes. Yep. And that that got blown wide open just a few months ago for being a scam. Because the whole idea is that somehow the, these co- a few different companies catering to the stupid elites will capture the amount of carbon that you put or that you put into the atmosphere. They will offset your travel, and they're actually way overselling what they do. Even, but they do. It's modern day indulgences, you know, like the old the. the back in like what the middle ages the catholic church used to basically uh uh, offer indulgences where you could sort of pay your way out of hell oh yeah um and that's what it is now for the new religion of climate change
3: yeah
2: i mean i'm doing everything i can to fight this thing man you gotta allow me the private jet right come on well i don't personally own it
5: the offsetting is part the work we do is so important it offsets the fact that i (laughs) i don't really heed to it myself there you go.
2: All right, you ready for your big
5: yeah. three?
1: Are so, you ready? One, two, three. Oh. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins, it's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show.
2: Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three stories of the day. Helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy, how are you? you? Good?
4: Good. All right. I'm ready. Three. Number three, California bill would require judges to somehow rectify racial injustice in sentencing. What? This is insanity.
5: I mean, this is more insanity. The California State Assembly is now considering a Democrat-backed bill that would require judges to use sentencing criminal cases to, quote, rectify racial bias in the state's criminal justice system. Passed the state assembly, by the way. Currently in committee in the state senate.
2: Okay. So just destroy society one step at a time. That's just another one. The intent of the the
5: legislature is to rectify the racial bias that has historically permeated our criminal justice system. So, in other words, judicial reparations.
4: Hmm. So, So am I getting it right that it's basically... Uh, A judge would be able to let somebody out earlier because somebody else years ago was kept in prison too long. David, I believe that's correct, and you win the prize. Mm. Yes. You have to take
5: that into consideration while doing your sentencing.
2: Hell of a deal. Does it work in reverse? Like, we don't have enough Asian-Americans in this jail. So, traffic ticket, that's four years for you.
4: Affirmative action in prison. Right.
2: (laughs) That'll probably be
5: next. Make sure the prison population is represented.
4: Of course. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Scott
2: Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, up to number two. This is a crazy story. Doctors reattached a boy's head. What? Yeah, surgeons in Israel
5: performed what they're describing as a miracle surgery. And managed to reattach a boy's head after he was hit by a car while riding his bike. Oh, my goodness. Suleiman Hassan, 12-year-old Palestinian boy, lives in the West Bank, suffered what is known as an internal decapitation. His skull was detached from the top vertebrae of his Mm. spine. He was riding his bike when a car hit him. The boy was rushed to the medical center there immediately and was put into surgery. So a team of people did this. They put it together, and the kid's going home man and everything's okay it was a month ago this happened they didn't say anything about it until they knew for sure things were going to go in the right direction
2: that's a miracle man
5: it is unbelievable
2: wow i got wow. so many other questions but i don't know if you have the answers
5: i i don't know if i do or not either
2: okay so would have been i guess paralyzed or died If they hadn't had this procedure, and now he's going to be just fine and be able to live his life doing everything he could have before. The
5: child has no neurological deficits or sensory or any motor dysfunction at all. He is functioning normally and walking without an aid after a very long process. They said this alone is no small thing. No. No. It's not. Wow. They say what saved him was professionalism, technology, and quick decision-making in the trauma and orthopedics
2: team. Unbelievable. Nice story on the trifecta. Well done. And the
5: countdown continues. Let's muck it up again.
4: All right. The Scott Robbins trifecta Mm -hmm. up to number one. Uh, Going back to California here, a California lawmaker who sided with child sex traffickers is now backtracking.
5: Yeah. A bill to make sex trafficking a felony in California blocked on Tuesday in the Assembly Public Safety Committee by Democrats after it passed unanimously in the Senate. One of those assembly person, a woman by the name of Liz Ortega, tweeted this out. She said on Tuesday, I made a really bad decision. I voted against legislation targeting really bad people who traffic children. That was wrong. I regret doing that. I'm going to help get this important legislation passed into law. Imagine thinking you should ever Vote against a bill that would target horrible people who traffic children. What the hell were you thinking of the first go
2: round? So the pressure got to her.
5: Absolutely, it did.
2: Yeah. Now now all of a sudden,
5: I'm going to make sure that we don't ever do that again. We're going to charge back up that hill again.
2: Man, oh man. Okay. Want
5: another one? Voting on the side of human traffickers.
2: Do you want another story? This to me, I was. I'll take another one if you got it. not Not a huge story to me. It was just a clickbait story to be honest. Oh, okay. I saw it at Fox. The headline, pilot asked 20 passengers leaving Spanish vacation hotspot to deplane over flight being, quote, too heavy. Uh Uh-oh. Did he target the people to deplane? That's what you're thinking, right? You. Like an overweight person? Yeah. So you go into the story, and it's like, okay, yes, the the plane's too heavy. Um, Because there's so many of you, it's a pretty heavy aircraft we've got today, he said. Okay, it's not anything about anybody's weight. It's that that the plane was just weighing too much. So it was one of those situations, safety being our number one priority. Uh, If there's anyone that would volunteer to deplane, you'd get a 500-pound incentive, roughly 550 bucks, who are willing to stay in the Canary Islands. Oh. So it's not exactly what you thought it was from the headline, like, oh, my gosh, Targeting people Mm. like, "Uh, let's see, you you, off the plane. You you look like you can
4: enjoy the buffet a little bit more. No, it wasn't one of those situations.
5: 17 people with sweatpants
4: left. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we need 20 people to leave or one Chris Christie.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's brutal,
4: man.
2: He was just talking about that, too, about Trump hitting him for his weight. Well. But an extra day... At the resort and 550 bucks? Sure. Yeah, that's not Why so not. bad. Yep. Yes. So there you and go. There you have it. Yes. The Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three of the day and a bonus. Yeah. Okay. Need to get to another news update. And Nimrod's the news. Uh, if you're a married person, think back to the reception. Who was the drunkest person there? Okay, you got it. I bet the story doesn't end quite like this one coming up at Nimrod's. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show.
4: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. So it's an unsolvable mystery. Who brought cocaine in the White House? We know this now. Um, and part of the problem that we've seen with, with this whole story is, uh, is that the story keeps changing rapidly when it should be pretty clear cut. Where did you find the cocaine and when? It, Cause we really don't know. It's, yeah. the story has changed several times. Where exactly it was? Yeah, I mean, it, it actually just seems pretty. If you say, uh, if I were to come to you and I and I said, "Oh my gosh, they found cocaine near my studio." Oh my gosh, where was it exactly? I, I would be able to tell you. It's right here. Sure. <laughs> right. Then and, and they didn't do that, and no one in the White House team apparently thought it was worthwhile to do this. Kaylee McEnany, Trump's old uh, press secretary. Yes. Um said on Fox News today that, well, she didn't, you know, that Karine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary now, didn't do anything but allow wild speculation. Because, well, these are my words, not hers. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre is, is dumber than a box of rocks. And apparently didn't yeah. even ask anybody, hey, at least tell me where it was found, okay? I got to have something solid to go on right um now what kaylee mcadanny says is that the cubby holes where apparently this was found uh she said i would say that narrows it down to two groups of people using those uh national security council staff or staffers walking in from the executive office building um they don't have offices in the west wing they use these cubby holes because they're about to walk into a secure area um you know it's either that or a guest of a staff member uh this person would be a close relative or a friend. In other words, yeah, there may be a lot of people kind of going in and out of that area. Right. But you would have a pretty tight list of of who went in there. And she did point out something very interesting and concerning to me as an American citizen. There are apparently no cameras in that room, actually. For real. For real. Holy smokes. How's that possible? Because There's no cameras there. There are cameras on the outside, so they'd be able to narrow it down to who was walking in and out, uh, but you can't nail it down with just camera footage. Even with that, with the logs of who's there. Yeah. Are
2: you telling me that still five? that would have been 500 people in this short amount of time mm-hmm. through that area? Mm-hmm. Really? That doesn't seem possible. And I noticed that left media today too was also saying you know, biden family was
4: gone through the whole weekend well hold on he was there friday yeah he was there on friday and i again the story keeps changing but at last check that would have been an area where he probably went through if he was going to uh travel with the president
2: okay all right well i sure there'll be more on that tomorrow uh before we get to nimrods you want to hear a piece of audio of what it's like being attacked by a grizzly bear well, who doesn't? So the story goes like this. There's a grizzly bear in Montana been getting into chicken coops. So it was placed in an enclosure and relocated. So someone put a video camera near that enclosure as the bear was released. So what you hear is a wildlife expert pounding on the door to alert the bear, then the door opening, and then the grizzly making a beeline to the camera and ripping it apart. Oh. Okay. That's what happened to the camera. <laughs> okay. Yes. Roll it.
5: Okay. Okay, you're running? Yeah.
2: You hear that breathing? Oh, my. (laughs) When you know what it is, man, it's terrifying, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You hear those different guys that talk about in surviving a bear attack?
4: Holy smokes, man. I'll just be over here waiting for my testicles to descend again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: and with that, let's go to Nimrods. Roll it up.
1: When the going gets tough, damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, man. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
5: I love the poorly educated. Uh-huh.
1: All right. Nimrod's in the news. Well, we did have a guy in Nebraska left
2: the courthouse where he dealt with a speeding ticket. And, yep, immediately got pulled over for speeding again. Oh, man. And then we go to Iowa. 25-year-old Lane Shures. Um He was at a wedding. And it was a lot of fun. You know, the beverages are flowing. Um, well... People called cops at like 4 in the morning. Hey, there's a guy lying in the middle of an intersection here, and he's sound asleep. Oh, my. The reception was at a golf resort and casino nearby, like three miles. There's no DUI. He was hoofing at home, but he just got tired and needed a little nap. God. So by the time cops were got there, that guy is still crashed in the middle of the intersection just snoozing. Wow public intoxication but he's okay and that's nimrods in the news